0: Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of Leverage 2 Market Associates, Linda Popke.
1: Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. I'm here today with Roberta Matchison, who is the talent maximizer. For more than 25 years, Roberta, who is the president of Matchison Consulting, has helped leaders in Fortune 500 companies such as Best Buy, New Balance, and the Boston Beer Company and small to medium-sized businesses achieve dramatic growth and market leadership through the maximization of talent. She's a leading authority on leadership and the skills and strategies required to earn employee commitment and client loyalty, as well as the author of the international bestseller Suddenly in Charge, Managing Up, Managing Down, and Succeeding All Around, And her new book, Talent Magnetism, has just been released. So thank you, Roberta. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Linda. So let's talk, you you talk a lot about employees, and and obviously being a marketing person, I care a lot about brands. So tell me, what's the link between employees and company brands? How do you see this?
0: Well, Linda, what I see um, as far as a brand goes, a brand is a promise. It's a promise that you're going to deliver a certain level of service, a certain kind of product. So when I look at the relationship between a brand and um, employees, I ask my clients to think about what if you can't deliver on that promise because it takes people to deliver on that promise. So the relationship being that if you've got great employees and you're managing them in a way that is motivating that they in turn will take care of your customers.
1: That's important because how often have we ever seen a company that had unhappy employees but happy customers? It just doesn't happen. Never. Yeah. So does it matter if, if we have really top, top talent? Won't it, if we have any talent at all and we're treating them right, won't that make a big difference? I mean, what's, why do we need to have the absolute top talent?
0: Well, in my experience, When you have top talent, you don't need to have a lot of talent. So in an economy like we're in, where there's, you know, ups and downs that we're still experiencing, um, I'm hearing some companies say, well, you know, we can't really afford to bring on more people. Well, that's because in many cases they've got people who aren't really performing at levels that one might want them to be. So there's that whole relationship when you have top performers they are doing the work usually of more than one person.
1: Ah, so it really makes a difference in terms of productivity. Absolutely. Okay. So how does an employee really impact an organization's brand? And, and I have my thought about this, but you're looking at this from this um, idea of maximizing talent and, and helping new managers. How, how do they really help um, impact and, and positively impact an organization's brand?
0: Well, I think when your employees, especially the ones that are on the front line, um, when they're paying attention to the customer and they're giving the customer what the customer needs rather than what's written in, in the customer service handbook, I think you'll see a dramatic difference. So, for example, um, if you look at the airline industry, which, as we all know, is just it's just terrific. <laughs> You've got your examples of some of the larger airlines, like your United and American, who, you know, when you're checking in, you have to follow all the rules, and then they're going to take your $50 for every bag. And then, you know, when you get on board, you feel like you're cattle. And you can compare that to the experience at, at, at a Southwest Airlines, where people, you know, are welcoming you when you come into the terminal. They're taking their, your bags, Linda, and they're not even charging you, right?
1: right. and
0: then their flight crew. When, they, when you get on board, I mean, half those people should be on Broadway.
1: Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're glad to see you, and, and they're, they're entertaining.
0: Yeah. And so when customers like myself have a choice uh, when we're flying and we're going to a location that uh, the airline goes, you know, there's more than one airline going to, people like me will choose the place where I feel welcome.
1: Yep. So Absolutely. there's
0: a definite connection.
1: So, so, Roberta, you talk a lot about new managers and suddenly in charge. What does a new manager need to know about about how his or her employees can impact the organization's brand?
0: Well, a new manager has to really understand that it's their actions that really matter. I, and I do a lot of work with new leaders. I do a lot of coaching and uh, training programs. And, of course, I have the book For new leaders, and what it really comes down to is being a great manager so that when your people are having a problem, you know, and a customer perhaps is, uh, there's an issue that needs to get resolved, they are comfortable coming to you, the manager, for advice.
1: They know to come to you. They know what's expected of them as well.
0: Yes, and if you've given them feedback, they know before they make a mistake that they're going to make that mistake, and most won't make the mistake.
1: And if they do make a mistake, then they have a way to to kind of learn from that and not necessarily be penalized but, but use it as a learning experience?
0: Yes, and they're not afraid to come to their boss because they have a good relationship and say, hey, I made a mistake, we need to fix this, rather than waiting for the customer to call and say, you know, what the heck's going on, people?
1: Right, right. So how do we create employee evangelists? Because it seems to me evangelists would help us increase revenue and improve position in the market. But how do we do that? From that Everybody wants to have evangelists. We know about companies like Apple that have people like that. But, but how do you go about and do that if you're just an ordinary company?
0: Well, first of all, I don't believe that there really are any ordinary companies. Okay, I work with some clients who, you know, are, they're in manufacturing. I mean, that's not particularly exciting. Yet we have figured out a way, similar to what you do, Linda, to position these organizations as being a really great place to work. And we do that through employment branding, which is, you know, what does the website look like? What does the career site look like? So that when an applicant comes to the site, they're excited because they can actually envision themselves working in that organization. So it's very similar to what you do in the, in the world of marketing.
1: Excellent. So we get excited about the company, we're excited about the impact we have. What else do we do to, to create employee evangelists?
0: We give our employees permission to share their great stories with others. You know, we don't forbid them from tweeting. Um, In fact, we encourage it. Uh, We encourage them to refer other great employees to our organization, and we give those employees and uh, and the people they refer to us special attention because we're very happy that they think so highly of us that they would bring more people to us. So we recognize
1: them. Recognition. And and I like the storytelling because I I find that to be extremely important that the stories – that are told about an organization become part of the culture and, and help really to shape the norms and, and what's expected of employees and what customers can expect as well.
0: That's very true.
1: Yep. Good. So what do you believe are, are some of the key differentiators when it comes to an organization's ability to, to pull in top talent and keep those people on board, engaged, motivated? Um, what do you think are, are the differences and what are the, the best practices we can learn from people who do this very well? The
0: key difference, in my opinion, is really the leadership. It's the managers. And in Talent Magnetism, I, I highlight probably a dozen or so really magnetic leaders. And these are people, Linda, who would walk on coal for their people, on hot coal. They would, they would do anything for their people. And in return, their people will do anything for them. And as you probably know, having a boss like that is so rare that when you, when you encounter one, you're very unlikely to leave. You know, you might, not be, be, you might not be making the most money that you can be earning, but you're happy. And there's definitely, you know, when you go to work, nobody wants to go to work and not be happy.
1: And, and I've heard so many times that people don't leave organizations, they leave bad managers. Right? That's very it's... true. That, that's really the key relationship. If you have a manager that's just not, not working for you, that can make your whole life miserable.
0: And in my experience, it's not that people wake up and decide they're going to be a bad manager. They just get put into situations where they don't have the training or they don't have anybody that can work with them and help them really boost their leadership skills, which is what I do when I coach these kinds of leaders.
1: So tell me a little bit about talent magnetism. So what is a magnetic manager?
0: A magnetic people manager are, is, is that someone...
1: someone they, they collect metal as it goes by? or
0: <laughs> Only gold. Okay. Um, a magnetic manager is somebody that attracts top talent towards them and gets them to stick around.
1: Ah, okay. And they do that by being a good manager, taking care of their people, et cetera. Exactly. Exactly. Great. And then, again, that goes to, to, to come back to where we started. The more that happens, the more you've got employees that feel fulfilled, motivated, understand the, the brand promise, the better off you are in terms of taking care of your customers, building market share, et cetera.
0: Yes, that's exa- it's a cycle. And, you know, if, if, you've got a, if you've got a broken link anywhere in that cycle, things will break down.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We've been talking with Roberta Matchison. Who is from Matchison Consulting? She has a new free monthly newsletter called Talent Maximizer. And she has a new book called Talent Magnetism, and another book who, that's been a bestseller called Suddenly in Charge. So thank you, Roberta. It's been a pleasure having you here. It's
0: my pleasure uh, to be with you, Linda. And if anybody has any questions on this topic, they are free to send me an email at roberta at Matchison, M A T U S O N. Consulting.com, and I'd be happy to
1: answer them. Thank you so much. This is Linda Popke. Until our next episode, thank you for listening to Marketing Thought Leadership.
0: We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by Leverage 2 Market Associates. If you'd like to find out how powerful marketing results can transform your organization, contact us at www.leverage2market.com.